Hello, and welcome to Stacia Jason, a podcast at the intersection of analog and digital productivity. I'm Justin Twyford, and joined as always by my friend and co-host, Stu Lennon. Hey, Stu, how's Cyprus today? I, uh, Cyprus is, well, much as it always is, quite warm, um, pretty toasty out there still, um, 30 plus, I would say. Um, but I've got to say, Justin, I'm a little bit worried, a little bit concerned in Cyprus. I am now concerned in Cyprus. Um, Oh dear. What's happening in Cyprus? Yes. Her Majesty the Queen. Uh, it's not, in, it's not in Cyprus. Her Majesty the Queen is not very well. Oh dear. Um, now, um, if you're not British or indeed Canadian, cause you know, she's your queen too. Um, I, she's been around for all of my life and well, pretty much all of my parents' life. Uh, she's just been ever present mm. and to see her not very well. Uh, and I, you know, I think it's, I think it's quite serious that the BBC has suspended programming and gone to sort of 24 hour, um, news, you know, a bunch of talking heads talking about the queen, essentially. Um, that's always a bit. Oh, a death watch. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a bit scary. Of course, by the time this comes out, um, that may all be old news, but, um, call me old fashioned, but, uh, I, I have a little place in my heart for the green. I remember as a, as a child, a young boy going and standing there with my union Jack waving at the side of the road as she drove past in a roller, not even looking at me, but the principle was, I saw the queen. Yes. Important. Very, very important. I, I kind of have a feeling when she goes, it'll sort of be the, I hate to say the word end of the monarchy, but I think the monarchy will change in a way that. I don't think it'll be positive for the monarchy. Let's put it that way. Mm, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. There's, um, you know, the world has moved on. It's a different place. And I think she's done a very good job of, uh, of keeping the monarchy relevant and mm, I suppose distanced sufficiently distanced with a couple of very sticky minutes. I mean, the, uh, uh, princess Diana and her death, that was a very sticky time for them. Um, but yeah, I, one has to wonder at the at, at the next generations and how they will cope. And you know, the world needs to change. The world needs to move on. I I, I don't have strong views one way or the other. But um, you, I don't think anybody with a clear conscience can say that the Queen has not worked her legs off. <laughs> I, I don't envy her role at all. She is tireless and has been for you know. 90 odd years. I mean, it's astonishing, really. Well, hopefully, uh, this is a temporary setback and she gets out of it quickly, but it uh, doesn't sound good. I hadn't seen anything on it. But, yeah, I think it'll be all over the news the next few days. But what's going on in, in, in Canada? Are you in, are you in fall now or are, are we still summer? Uh, well, we're sort of getting to fall. I had to put a hoodie on this morning. Uh, I think we've got a high of 23. Can't really see the sun, though. Uh, we've had. An interesting week of, uh, there's lots of smoke and uh, wildfires around some of those coming up from the U.S. border and just created this weird, um, gross, you walk outside, it smells like campfire. Um, <laughs> yep. You can't really see the sun, you know, it's got the, 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 the ugly kind of orangey, reddy 
sunset sunrise because of all the smoke in the air so it's not the most prettiest thing at the moment so i'm not posting a lot of pictures on instagram because ick um but you know it is what it is uh we are definitely in the region of four seasons here i know you have hot and hotter uh we definitely are coming into the time where things will will start to change it was, uh, we, we have the campfire ban is listed, lifted, which is surprising considering we have so many wildfires around, hmm. but they lifted that. So, uh, I was doing something cool the other day. I went out into the backwoods with one of my neighbors and chopped down trees. Ah, very manly. Absolutely manly, manly that. Yeah, it was. I, I, I couldn't believe it. It was one of the most scary things I've ever done. Uh, especially because it was windy and uh, it, we weren't sure which way the tree was going to fall. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've never done that before in my life. Not a, a, a big tree. Yeah, the rules are up here that if you have uh, standing dead trees, trees that are, are no longer living, you're allowed to cut them down and chop them up and take them out for firewood. So that's what I was doing. It was very, very exciting stuff, Stu. Excellent. Well, they trusted me with power tools. Right, and a check shirt, I hope, at the very least. Uh, I, I actually had a t-shirt on, but that's okay. <gasps> it wasn't that cold. Uh, you get on top of the mountains, it's still pretty warm in the sun. Okay, all right, I'll let you off then. Any follow-up from you this week? Uh, follow-up for me. Uh, well, first of all, the craft obsidian debate, uh, which is only a debate for me, but uh, I'm still not sure. Uh, the crafts... Um, Documents are on my device and they're on their server. So things aren't quite as scary as I thought, but I do, I do feel a bit vulnerable in terms of that whole data portability question that, that we talked about last week. Uh, whereas Obsidian are, um, as is often said, markdown files on your hard drive. Um, so um, I, I want Obsidian's data process with craft aesthetics and usability um craft would point out that the reason that their sync is so flawless is because it goes through their server um, so yeah it's it's one of those i think what i'll do is stick with craft and i'm going to try and make an automated uh backup system so there is a, an ability to export from craft so you can export everything to markdown um i have a file on my desktop called the craft export uh, which has turned all of those files into surprise surprise markdown files so if i was doing that regularly then were something nasty to happen to craft and my data i would have a backup um but if anybody out there knows uh, a good way of automating that perhaps with that alfred or hazel or, or even shortcuts heaven forbid uh then uh, yeah please please shout out and tell me Oh yeah, shortcuts on the Mac. That's a thing. It's a thing. Uh, and the other thing I was following up on was the Remarkable, my little tablet. Um, yes, it is. It is, in fact, Remarkable. Uh, lovely little piece of kit. Um, I've written a post on it. Um, it's, uh, it's one of those pieces of kit that is supplementary to existing stuff. It's not going to replace the iPad. It's... Uh, not something that one needs. It's an indulgence. It's a luxury. Uh, I, I mean, you could use it to replace your computer if you were uh, one of those high-powered Scandinavian CEOs um, 
who just had a team that made everything happen. You could sort of get them to turn everything into PDFs, put it onto your Remarkable so that you could, you know, put a very artistic red line on it and say, no, do this. Uh, and then they could then go away and make all that happen. But if you're in the real world, um, it's, you know, it, it's too clunky to run a whole workflow and it doesn't do enough. Uh, but it does have a really nice place, uh, a couple of tasks that it's very good at, use cases that for me are really useful. Uh, so I will use it and enjoy it. What about you? What's your follow-up? Well, I wanted to give a shout out to the best listeners. We have the best listeners out of, I think, any podcast. I know everybody says that, but man, <laughs> we really do have some good ones. Uh, Raf, I've uh, been swapping emails back and forth. Uh, lots of help with the Lamy encode. Uh, including a few things that he cautioned me of, like I can only use one notebook at a time, which for me is extremely problematic and I'm sure would be for you too, Stu. Uh, because mm. when do you only use one notebook at a time? Can't remember those days. Exactly. So uh, he's really helped me out to understanding how to get the most out of, out of that toy uh, uh, without investing in the Remarkable. Uh, that was really cool. Uh, I had the best tweet yesterday from Jamie D. Uh, Go pumpkin. What a lovely dog and cause. I've just done my first donation in lieu of a stationary adjacent subscription. Uh, if everybody remembers last week, I was pimping, uh, the pumpkin and friends charity. I will put links in the show notes for this time as well. It is a UK based charity that provides wheelchairs and uh, buggies for disabled dogs and it's a lovely charity pumpkin uh, pumpkin puppy three i think it is on twitter is just a lovely little inspiration to go and see and you know a, a cute little dog not knowing that it has any challenges in life it's just lovely and you know if you could support it please do uh, they do have a full charity Go drop them a couple of bucks if you can afford it. I, I certainly have done that myself and really appreciate Jamie doing the same. And uh, finally, listener Erin, um, she sent me a lovely email um, with a picture. I, I had sent her some pens and pencils when I was doing the big giveaway. And she sent me a lovely email and a picture saying thank you. And she has matched up, done the matchy matchy thing with the ink. Uh, and that's just great to see too, you know, pens that are getting used because they weren't getting used here. So it's just been a wonderful week of listener stuff. Excellent. Very, very good. Well, I mean, well done, Jamie. Good man. I think, I think everybody, all, all of you out there, you should go and have a look at uh, the, the link. It's in the show notes. Um, it is, uh, you cannot look at that website or that Twitter account and not smile. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's got to be a good thing, hasn't it? Surely. Yeah, because, you know, when's the last time you saw things that made you smile on Twitter? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, smile for the right reason, perhaps, yeah. Uh, that's about it. All right, cool, cool. Uh, what is your tool of the week this week, Stu? All right, well, this week, um, it's, it's a thing called the Focus Hour. Um, as I think I've mentioned, well, I know I've mentioned several times, uh, I took the Focus course um, from Blanc Media, the guys behind the suite setup, and I am, in fact, um, a, a member of the accelerator so um i said i pay a membership fee and i'm involved with all sorts of bits and pieces that that uh are sort of tacked on to the focus course um 
One of the things that they offer is uh, there are several focus hours during the week. And it shouldn't work, but it does. So all that I do is I log on to a Zoom call uh, where there will be someone from uh, the suite setup uh, and several of my my sort of co-alumni. And we will all say hi. And we will either say to each other or type away in the chat and say, for this hour, I'm going to be working on X. So for me, quite often, it'll be, I'm going to be writing uh, a scene for the novel, or I'm going to be writing a blog post. Um, and everybody go, well, I'm going to be doing my social media for the week, or I'm going to be doing this, I'm going to be doing that. Uh, and then everybody mutes, uh, leaves their cameras on, and works. Simple as that. Uh, it's that whole sort of accountability. It's like being in office almost. Um, and it shouldn't work because I should be able to do that, uh, on my own. And in fact, I do do that on my own, but sometimes it's nice to do it in company. It's a bit like going to a coffee shop, I guess. Um, and I really, really enjoy it so much so that I thought, oh, I wish I could do some more of these, but because blog media is in the States. Uh, they do a lot of this stuff in what is my evening time, when frankly, I'd rather be focused on, well, the TV or dinner. So um, I had a look at a thing called Focusmate. I don't know if you've come across this, Justin, but um, it's, it's as I just described, it's a sort of club uh, where you, you can join for free, costs nothing. And once you're a member, you are presented with a calendar. And you can book yourself in on that calendar. And the uh, it's, it's like a dating site, but without the dating. So I will be put together with someone uh, who's going to be my focus mate for that half hour or hour. And same thing, except it's you can leave the mics on. You kind of agree with your focus mate how it wants to be. So I was listening to some um, a, a focus playlist. Uh, and I said to to my my little workmate there, I said, do you, do you want me to mute? Uh, and she said, no, it's cool, it's fine. And I could hear her, uh, she was beating the heck out of a mechanical keyboard, mm-hmm. um, which, well, I found it quite soothing. I appreciate it for you. Anything audio, we have to be a bit careful, but mm-hmm. um, you, can, you can always mute or ask the other person to mute. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Once again, I found it really useful. If you want to have... Free, you get, I think, three sessions per week as a maximum. Um, but if you, you know, want to be doing this every day, then you can pay, brace yourself, five whole dollars a month. And uh, you can, well, you, you can book yourself out all day, every day, if you wish. Hmm. I'm just on their website, actually, looking at it now. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's quite a cool thing. I may have to, I'm not, I'm not sure, because if I work and if I lean my head forward, Somebody gets a big shine from my bald head, so. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to think about whether this is distraction for somebody else or if this is fine. You know, I, I would say that the first the first session because uh, I did what I thought. Oh, like, I, I've got to test this. Is a bit awkward because it's somebody I've never met before um, staring at you. And <laughs> yeah, and um, I'd book myself in with um, with someone. Uh, a a woman who came onto the call uh, with no video and initially no mute, 
Uh, sorry, no, no sound. I sort of typed into the chat. Sorry, problem with the camera and the microphone. Um, I'm just looking into it. And I have a distinct feeling that she was just, just making sure that I wasn't some sort of weirdo. Um, <laughs> she sort of watched me for a couple of minutes and then the camera started working in the mic, which, you know, I think is a very sensible precaution on her part. And, and it was a little bit awkward. It's like, hi, um, well, I'm going to be doing this and hi, I'm going to be doing that. But, you know, I was, I was in an office, in theory, I was in a virtual office with a, a data analyst from Berlin. Which mm. I just thought it was pretty cool. That, that kind of is. Uh, and, you know, you're COVID safe. It's still doing the rounds here. I know somebody that's just got their second dose of uh, COVID. So they're, they're down again. So uh, this back to work thing, I don't know, it's still problematic. People aren't getting quite as sick, but uh, they still are getting sick. And it sounds yucky. Mm, scary stuff. I'm going to have to try this too. Yeah. I'd recommend it. Yeah, give it a go. I mean, it's, it's no bad thing. Yeah. I just, can, can I minimize them? So they're not, you know, I, I don't want to look at anybody on my big screen. Yeah, for sure. You can do, you can do all of that. There's plenty of things you can, uh, like I say, you can, you can say to people, listen, I'd prefer it if you muted or I'm going to mute because I listen to, you know, hard rock or whatever. Um, it's, you know, personal preferences. And once, once you sort of get into the swing of things, then as far as I can work, you can actually, you know, request to meet, uh, with certain people that you, you have some sort of, um, you know, connection with or it works well. You can you can snooze people so that they don't get suggested as matches, and uh, and there are, you know there's a lot of safeguards around it not being creepy, which you know I suppose is the biggest risk. But yeah, f- first go out. I have to say I enjoyed it. So what is it like a swipe left and a swipe right for I like and I don't like? I think that's the way it goes, right? I've I've, I've heard the the reference on the on Twitter to these kind of jokes. Well, having having been old enough to had to do dating the old fashioned way uh, before the internet, uh, I, I I'm not sure how all this stuff works. Uh, well, uh, two old men that we are, uh, you you're no wiser am I is, is all I can say. I've never used one in my life. I'd, I'd find the whole thing quite terrifying. I would have thought. Ah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, so my my production this week was helped by a really boring Apple event. Mm. I had blocked out some time yesterday as we record this iPhone 14 release. And I had blocked out some time to watch this and I was bored. So I actually, uh, I had Stu on one of our chat apps. I had the Tim Cook playing on the other one and I was so bored. I was actually working away. Tells you a lot, doesn't it? Mm. Um, I did buy something though. Uh, I had to buy a new Apple watch that the series eight for Mrs. T uh, her last one died. It was doing an update and died. It was an old series three. So mm-hmm. not worth spending a lot of time or effort trying to fix it. I hate Apple watches. Once they get a software glitch, there is no coming back from it. It's very scary. Uh, but, uh, she's got a big birthday, big number birthday coming up next month. So, uh, I had to pre-order one of those because that's what she wanted. How about you, Stu? Did you get anything? Are you going to get anything? Are you going to go for the ultra? <laughs> um, well, I, I suppose similar experience. I mean, there, there's a chance that we're becoming grumpy old men or sorry, becoming, mm. um, okay. Well, phones. Uh, listeners will probably know I'm a mini man. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they were essentially saying, have this iPad and use it as a telephone. 
Um, those those big ones are too big. Um, I think if if you need a phone that big, you're doing the wrong stuff on your phone. Or you have crappy eyesight like I do. <laughs> oh, you, or you have crappy eyesight like just. So uh, my Mini 13, uh, I will be holding on to and hoping I can get a good five years out of it um, because I estimate that by then the fashion will have turned and uh, Apple will again be bringing out smaller phones or we'll all be making phone calls with our wrist or a signet ring or oh come on you'll be wearing the glasses by that point and you won't need a phone anymore because it'll be projected into your irises something like that yeah uh so that sort of ruled out the phones um looked at the ones they were and yep they're sort of big glass rectangles with horrible bumpy lenses on the back so no change there really to be honest um the watch i've got a series six uh, which is very similar to the Series 7, except 7 is sort of brighter, slightly bigger screen, and the 8 is very similar to the uh, 7, although it can tell me when I'm menstruating, which uh, is, is not something I ever knew that I needed to know, uh, and is, well, probably not enough for me to buy it. So that kind of ruled out the watch. I just had to replace um, my wife's watch because hers um, died a death. It was all very mysterious until she went, well, there was that moment when it flew off my wrist. Mm. Uh, and after closer ex- inspection, we realized that she'd smashed all the sensors, which will slow down a watch, I would have thought. Um, so we got her a new one. She, she just this afternoon said, oh, I wish I'd waited for the eight. Um, and I sort of talked her through the differences. And she went, oh, well, maybe I didn't need the eight. No, I don't think so. Um, now, the... The Watch Ultra. I mean, how could you resist the Watch Ultra? That's a big, ugly thing, isn't it? <laughs> it certainly is. Um, but that that is the, the, the fashion. That is the trend. Um, you know, the watches that cost £200,000 are now incredibly ugly. Um, uh, to my taste. Uh, to, to, to the fashionistas, they're absolutely wonderful. I find the whole concept of the watch challenging. Um, because I, you know, I'm of that age where a watch is a kind of heirloom thing. It lasts forever. Uh, and by definition, the Apple watch doesn't, you know, it, it's, it, you know, every, let's say, I don't know, three or four years, you're probably going to want to upgrade it. And so getting into those higher price packets for me for a disposable item, uh, even though it's still, you know, similar to the, to the phone. Um, I just, mm, I just look at it and I think, no, I mean, the other thing is that I've got no intention of running the Sahara. I, I've no understanding of why the hell anybody would want to run the Sahara. Um, it's a desert and it's hot, but yeah, I loved the marketing. I love, I loved that how swish it was. I enjoyed all of the, it just, just a beautiful use of language to make what's essentially a big, ugly watch look great. Um, Look great. I, I, I will challenge you on that one. <laughs> a big, ugly watch looked like a bigger, ugly watch. Sure. But looked like something that, you know, would turn you into an ultra athlete or explorer. Uh, very aspirational stuff. I was, I was watching the Apple watch ultra. And I was thinking about you because there's like this crazy button on the side that starts an activity. And I was thinking this is for the sportsman. I could imagine Stu sitting on the golf course 
he has 18 holes programmed in and he clicks a button and it does his swing analysis for hole one and then he pushes it for hole two uh, and so forth uh, why anybody would pay 800 us dollars for that i don't know but i did see a use case for me i, I have no use at all for that one but that's okay mm. yeah i mean all of that stuff exists for the watch mm. you know there are plenty of apps now that i can use to play golf uh to score and to yeah you know get yardages and all of that stuff they, they all exist um, and you know, the GPS is so good. It, it detects when you're walking off the second and move to the third, you know, it's very, very clever, a uh, bit, bit hard on the battery, I should say. Um, AirPods pro, uh, I use AirPods pro, um, uh, when I'm, when I'm out walking, um, I, I love my AirPods pro. I use them in the car because my car is ancient. So, so, um, it doesn't actually have a functioning radio particularly. Um, so I, I use them a lot. Both of my stems are cracked, um, probably because I've dropped them. Um, they still work. And as far as I can work out, battery performance is all right, but I haven't used them for sort of long period for quite a long time. So, um, I'll find out my next flight, I guess. Uh, so I will probably upgrade to the, to the new ones, not particularly because of any of the wonderful features, but because my AirPods Pro need replacing. So. And why replace it with something that is the same price when you could pay more for newer, better, faster, stronger? Pers personalized um, uh, uh, spatial audio, apparently. Well, very exciting. Um, and two times something or other uh, 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 noise cancelling. There you go. Two times noise cancelling. I mean, uh, cancelling to me has always been quite absolute. You either cancel it or you don't. But there you are. I'm, I'm looking over in the corner of my desk where I keep my Pokemon collection of AirPods. I have the originals. I have the pro, I have the new AirPods. I've got the AirPods max on the little stand there. I, I really don't need any more Sue. I really don't. <laughs> I'm not saying that they won't show up because you know, um, that is one of those gifts that is easy for Mrs. T to get me for Christmas when she's got no idea, especially as we're not near a stationary store, what else to get me? Sure. But, uh, yeah, we, we shall see. Uh, is, is that going to be a, uh, trip back to England pickup when you're there, or is that going to be an order something and get it in six months in Cyprus? Yeah, I mean, I think the latter because um, my current trip they wouldn't be available for just yet. Uh, um, you know, I think the delivery dates have already pushed out beyond my time in the UK. Um, so, you know, my my hope would be that mine will keep on going for a while, and I'll either pick them up on a later trip or uh, in an airport, or I don't know. Um, if 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 mine go um, um, US, i.e., unserviceable, then. I'll sort of take some action to replace them. But for the moment, I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed and keep going. Mm. Wow. So new stuff out and it's a relatively cheap event for both of us. Uh, yeah, indeed. Well, I mean, the, the other, the sort of other side of that is that I've got a sort of two and a half thousand pound bill that I need to pay for my uh, incoming Mac studio, which, you know, focuses the mind. It does. Yeah. I, I'm still not ruling out a new phone for me, but, uh, I'll have to save up a little bit. The, the justification for a phone for me is a newer, better camera. And my daughter is using my old iPhone 10 
And so my iPhone 11 would go to her and I would mm -hmm. potentially get a new one. So it's kind of a bit of a twofer, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I, the colors are so uninspiring this year. Sure. I mean, the purple's nice, but there's no way I'm walking around for the next two or three years with a, with a purple phone. It's just, you know, my, my flat black Harley Davidson and a purple phone. Something doesn't quite go right together there, you know? Yeah, it's individual. It's, it's like you. It's a sort of, it's a big bag of contradictions. That's about it. All right, Stu. What are you writing with this week? Uh, yeah, very dull for me. I'm still on the Pelicans, um, largely because they've got huge reservoirs. But I have been doing some journaling in day one, the the app, so electronically journaling, which has sort of reduced my ink. Um, and I, I, the last, oh, it must be the last 15 years, something like that, I've sort of alternated between day one and journals or, or had both going uh what happens with day one is that my journal entries become very much like a log of you know i did this and i did that and then we did that and it was good um the the sort of emotion seems to to sort of just dissipate uh so actually i just yesterday started a new journal um i've got a bomo art um b6 which is uh is big <laughs> b6 is a big book and bomo art is a brand from hungary that we carry at nero's um and i well i used to buy their stuff in, in when i lived in budapest actually uh and it's beautiful it's lovely uh it's sort of heavy paper sort of vellum um the ink spreads a little bit on the paper uh so for you know big nib boy like me it, it's ideal um, and yes, I, I predict that next week we may be on a, we may be on a new pen because I'm now flying through ink. Mm. I was wondering, well, are you using day one on the remarkable or just on your phone? Uh, no, no, no. The remarkable can't connect to day one. Ah. Um, I would, I, I could, you know, import, export, you know, all that. You could set up a workflow to do that. Um, but it, it's not a natural one. It's, it's, it would be clunky. Mm. So. All right. No, I've been tapping it in on my phone predominantly. All right, then. I'm writing with, I, I, I dug out a new pen, not really because I needed one, but just because I wanted one. I, are you watching? I'm not even sure if you guys have HBO out there. The new House of the Dragon, uh, which is the Game of Thrones prequel, if you like. Well, uh, I do have House of the Dragon through um, the patented dodgy tv um ah. and uh in fairness i've probably on that got game of thrones because uh confession time i have never ever watched an episode of game of thrones i've read the books but i haven't watched the the tv series it sort of passed me by mm. Stu, i don't think we could do the podcast anymore mm. you haven't watched game of thrones all right so the next part is for the listeners and not for Stu because he's got no clue what i'm talking about uh monty crapper a couple of years back, did a series of pens, Game of Thrones pens. Uh, so I dug out my house Targaryen, which has a big, bold nib on it, which Stu would love. Uh, and I picked a blood red ink. I, I, I inked it up for the weekend, so I don't actually remember which ink it was. But it's this well Targaryen. It's got dragons on it. It's kind of brownish and with red, blood red 
uh, accent pieces on it. It's it's just lovely, and I, I feel like I'm going to write the next uh, Game of Thrones novel with this. Well, maybe not, but I'm enjoying using it anyway. Cool. That sounds like my sort of pen. I'm surprised to find it in your collection, to be honest. Uh, you know, I was a big Game of Thrones fan. Um, we'll forgive the last season, but the the new one, I, I know you haven't watched any of them. The new one is pretty good, my opinion. I started that. Cool. I started uh, Amazon's uh, The Rings of Power, whatever it is, the Tolkien one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even make the full episode on that. It's, oh, it's wow. on my list. I will go back, but it was so engaging, I was falling asleep. <sighs> oh, dear. Never good. So uh, the house, house target or the uh, uh, House of the Dragon is is worth a watch if you liked the good parts of game of thrones all right Stu, let's talk about planning because well planning is something we have to manage do you want to get into planning what it is for you and then we can sort of talk about well my last year's experience with planning or lack thereof Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, this harks back to what I was saying earlier about the focus course Academy. Um, that's not a planning course, but it does talk about focus and the exercise that you go through really is about establishing what's important to you. Um, so trying to work out that sort of bigger picture, um, value type thing, vision, you know, all of those, those phrases about who you want to be, where you want to spend your, your time and your attention. So I went through that, went through the exercises, the, um, workbooks, et cetera, that, that they provide really looking just to, uh, establish how I wanted my year to go. And having set that, I came down to a sort of um four quarters so uh each quarter i have a an annual theme i want to say theme um or i suppose buzzword or direction of travel it's 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 not precise this isn't something you put in a a task manager this is something you put in a journal um or in my case you then put it on an index card so my uh year was yeah uh, live laugh love so that's what i was really interested in in doing was making sure that the things that i was doing were about uh living laughing and, and loving um i have i suppose not a workaholic no nobody would describe me as a workaholic but i get engaged with whatever i'm doing and i have a tendency therefore to sit in front of a computer or stand in front of a computer and sort of just dive into it and disappear for days um and while i'm doing that that's fine that's great if it's what i want to be doing and i i kind of found myself in a position where i'd moved to the mediterranean to come and stand in an office and look at my computer and do very similar work to when i lived in the uk and I thought, okay, this this isn't exactly what retirement is supposed to look like. I'm I'm not quite getting this right. Uh, so for me, that was the first stage of planning was having a, a think about where I wanted my time and attention to go. 
And I came up with four quarterly themes just uh, for my businesses and for my time, what I was hoping to achieve, what I wanted to be doing. Um, and then that just passes down into my only real regular planning, which is daily, I'm going to say, more than anything else. Um, I am on Justin's instruction using a task manager now, and I try, well, I, I don't try, I have a startup routine and a shutdown routine that are repeating tasks in my task manager. And part of the startup routine is to try and build some habits and things that I'm trying to do uh, every day, which goes from taking a probiotic to, um, uh, to meditating and reading um, the economist and, you know, little bits and pieces that I just want to get done, get a routine, get some good habits. Uh, I do that. And then I have to plan my day. That is a task, plan my day. And for that, I use the, the analog card, which I think you use too. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is where I start getting all, uh, evangelical and preachy. So, uh, do forgive me. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, the word priority um, comes from Latin, and up until let's say a hundred years ago, priority was a singular word because it means first uh, above all else, first among equals. Some people say it's not strictly true, but first of everything, one has a priority. The idea of priorities uh, was introduced much much later, and in a way, I think has diminished the word because the power of priority is that it's one thing and every day I identify what is my priority today what one thing must I do and do to the best of my ability now some of those days that priority will take me an hour at which point I have lots more time and there's nothing wrong with then saying okay now, what is the priority? But what I never do is say, okay, these are my priorities. I'm going to do these seven things. And the reason that I don't do that is because there's a tendency, uh, we all have it, particularly your side of the Atlantic, I think, to, to be thirsty for productivity, for getting stuff done, for being the best we can be. And people associate volume with that. So I got 10 priorities done today. Well, my counter to that would be the thing that you did first, you probably did well. The thing that you did second, you probably did well. The thing that you did ninth, you probably didn't because you were tired. And priorities for me are okay. This is the most important thing that I have to do. Therefore, I'm going to do it now when I'm fresh, when I'm switched on, when I'm alert, when I'm ready to go. Bang. And I may do another. <clears throat> Sometimes, may even do third. Not often, to be honest. After that, I'm tired. In my case, I'm going to go and have some lunch. Um, I may even have a nap after lunch. And then the afternoon period for me is, is not productive. I am not alert. I am not switched on. I can do email. 
I can load my social feeds for the next week. I can balance the books in my online accountancy system. I can do what I would consider to be fairly low effort administrative tasks. And that's what I do then. Should I do a priority then? Sure, I could. But I wouldn't do it very well. Hmm. And that to me is the key of, of, of planning is, okay, I'm going to sit here in this office at this desk or stand at my desk for, I don't know, anything from four to 10 hours. What's the best use of my time? And that's to get the priority done. After that, I'll look at my workload. I'll look at my task list. I'll look at my energy levels. And I'll say, okay, what should I do now? And uh, I can hear people going, oh, yeah, but I'm far too busy for that. In my experience, if everybody that had ever worked for me or with me had got one important thing done properly every day, they were successful. People who get 20 things done in a day don't necessarily get the right ones done and they don't necessarily do things to the best of their ability, which is often what they're being paid for is to, to do things well. So for me, that's what the planning is about. What is the thing that I must do today? Mm. And sure, because the uh, analog card has 10 slots, I, I can get 10 things onto that card. I rarely do. I aim to have three things there that I would consider important in some way. Um, and then other stuff often doesn't make it. So I, I don't write onto my card, oh, I must check my email. I don't write on my card, oh, uh, I need to go and check the slacks. Um, those tasks live uh, in my, my sort of shutdown routine on things. It's not something that I you know, give attention to. The power, I think, of analog, and I'd, I'd love to hear what you think, but the power, I think, of the analog system is to have that card, it sits for me under my monitor. And so every time I look up, there it is. Boom. This is the most important thing you should do. And here's a couple of other important things. Yeah, definitely. I, I kind of agree. Um, my year, we, we talked about yearly planning back on episode 37 last year. And that was sort of end of November, beginning of December. Oh boy, did uh, my year fall apart. I was still in that mode of, you know, my wife's going to be okay. Chemotherapy just is a cumulative treatment and that got worse and worse and worse. My wife got sicker and sicker and sicker. And by Christmas, that was all out, out of the window. You know, uh, any plans that I had for this year were just put on one side, uh, then surgery, radiation, um, and then recovery, you know, we're this summer, we're just starting to get back to normal, but looking at long-term planning for me, I just, I just threw it all out. Mm -hmm. uh, what I will say, and I agree with Stu, is that task managers are great because I could keep going. I could keep hitting the things that I needed to do uh, because of my task manager and figuring out what my priority for the day was going to be. So I'm, I'm still, you know, Planning is, is interesting for me. I do daily planning in terms of what that 
you know, very much as Stu was saying, the analog card, I use my task manager. I have everything preloaded in terms of here's what my deliverables are. And that mm-hmm. for a lot of things has helped me keep on top of things, things that could drop. I'm, I'm the kind of person that if I have something to do, then I will generally do it. If I have the time to spin my wheels and think about what the next thing is, uh, which is something I love doing, but that's a weekend activity. That's some time away from productivity, looking at where I want to go, what I want to be, what I want to do. Um, I just haven't had the mental capacity for that lately. So I, I've, I've been really focusing on short-term planning. And I kind of want to touch on that a little bit in a moment, Stu, and talk about how you dovetail short-term planning and long, long-tail planning together mm-hmm. uh, because it's sure. something that I want to get back into. Uh, but yeah, basically I have sort of my, my tasks, short-term, long-term. I've got deliverables. I've got due dates. Uh, I've got big enough projects on there that I can, I could keep my days busy. Um, doing, doing the things that need to be done. Am I, am I growing? Am I expanding? to an extent, but not perhaps where I would want to be if I sat down and looked at it all again. I used to sort of have a quarterly, a yearly and a quarterly planning session Mm -hmm. that I would do to, you know, see what works, what needs attention, what should I stop doing? I think I got that off Mike Schmidt. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the things to look at and say, what have I taken on that I really shouldn't be doing? Um, and, And I just haven't done that for a while. Uh, my daily process, as we've talked about a little bit during the uh, episode we did a couple a couple of episodes ago on task managers, I go through my task manager in the morning. I have sort of the startup routine, anything that comes in sort of gets scheduled. And then I do a priority list, which is basically the highest level of priority uh, my appointments and some things that I want to do, but they are not all priorities that can be focused on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like Stu, I have, I'm looking at my plan from yesterday. I have five items on there. Two of those are important, uh, are events. Uh, I had some, uh, a conference call that I had to get to. I had the Apple event yesterday. Uh, I've got a little bit of prep work to do. I put things like a workout on there because again, if, if I put it on my plan, I will get it done. If I don't put it on there, I can quickly come up with a reason why today isn't a good day. So, you know, weird things like that, that I put on there, I can't do a workout while I'm working. That is a priority for after work. So again, I, I, I have my list, but then I sort of tackle it pretty much like anything else, one thing at a time. I look at the Mm -hmm. highest priority stuff, deal with that, then go to the next important thing, deal with that, uh, rather than jumping back and forth. And and I think that's very much like Stu does. Start with the biggest priority. Then after you're done that one, what's next? Then what's next? And what's next? Um, And it, it works well for me. Uh, like Stu, I have the analog card directly under my monitor, so I see it all day long, and it's a great reminder for me. For sure. Um, okay, so what, what did you say? Yeah, long-term planning and bringing it to weekly plans. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty much as you as you described it. So 
that sort of annual process um, through the through the focus course that you know there's a mechanism they use there's a process that that Sean Sean Blanc uses um, I have a sort of modified version of that I mean any goal setting course or workshop or or process they're largely the same I mean you come you come at them from different angles you do slightly different exercises but what you're trying to get to is you know who do you want to be what do you want to achieve what's important to you for the year um and increasingly in the world that we now live in uh what's not important to you so you know there's uh there's lots of evidence to suggest that in uh north america people are now working more hours than they were five years ago which is more than they were 10 years ago which is more than they were 15 years ago, which is more than they were 20 years ago. And that's in spite of many people from about the 1950s onwards explaining how automation and technology was going to lead to the two-day week because we as humans would have to find something to do. Uh, we would have to find more leisure activities because, well, you know, computers were going to make all the work go away. Um, but ironically, we've used all this technology to, to work more. And all of the, the productivity tips in the world won't take away the fact that if you're doing too much, you're doing too much. Mm. And part of the process, as you said, is, you know, what am I doing that I shouldn't be doing? And for me, that is an entirely analog process. So that's something where I need a notebook, I need a pen. Uh, I need some quiet and I just need to think, what am I doing? Who am I? You, you do a little bit of navel gazing to a certain extent. Um, you have a, a process to follow. Some people really like that. Some people like me much prefer not following a pro process, particularly just letting the mind wander. Um, so look, we're both um, proper midlife crisis age. Um, we should, at this point, I suspect, be buying sports cars and open-top cars and all that sort of stuff. Oh, been there, done that. Yeah, me too. Um, so, you know, perhaps you and I got started early. Um, but the, you know, I've been thinking about, okay, here I am. I'm uh, I'm 50. I've got to think about this now. I'm 52. Um, so chances are I'm more than halfway. I mean, who knows? I might live to 105, but it, uh, given given my slightly checkered past, I suspect not. Given that I've got Scottish uh, genes, well, I hope just, every minute from here on is a bit of a bonus, to be honest. So what do I want to do with the rest of my life? That's a question that comes up when you get to this age. Trust me, younger listeners, it will happen to you too. Um, I'm quite stoic. I, I, I put a lot of value in sort of a stoic attitude and stoic philosophy. Um, and I'm quite uh, well philosophical in many ways i suppose but so i i sort of sit here and i visualize i think okay who do i want to be what do i want to look like uh where do i want to spend my time and i kick those things around and then gradually bring that down to sort of more concrete actions uh and that gives me an idea of what i would like to achieve in the year which used to be all about um, making a certain amount of money or getting promoted, or uh, but it isn't anymore because my, my life's in a different season now. Um, so, you know, I come up with, oh, maybe three or four things 
that I want to do, which are thematic rather than outcomes. Mm-hmm. And they become my, my sort of yearly thing, which I try and distill down to an index card. And from there, I build a sort of quarterly plan of how I'm going to get to that place that I've envisaged, which is again, pretty approximate. And that's, that's sort of the end of my longer term planning. Um, so I'm setting an intention, I think more than coming out with a plan. I used to make a plan, you know, I used to, uh, do budgets, you know, both personal and, um, professional and everything would be around, you know, is this activity contributing to that? And it was all very strict and regulated. Uh, I'm a little bit more free flowing now, but I, I do think every quarter I have to look at myself and go, okay, so what do I need to stop doing? What do I need to start doing? Um, David Sparks and Mike Schmidt, these guys, they all talk about, you know, a retreat. Sean Blanc talks about it, Mm -hmm. going on retreat and thinking about these things and just making the time. I haven't done that. I mean, if I did, I'd have to take my dogs because my wife wouldn't want to manage them. Um, so, you know, I, I live in a retreat. (laughs) I can't have all the time I need. So for me, that doesn't add too much value. But when I'm when I'm sitting down here thinking about what I'm doing for the week, I do I do sort of go back and go. Was is that helping me get to where I want to be? And I I could get better at this. I think I, I think there's more that I could do because there are times when I I slip to default. You know, <laughs> it's just like okay, I'm not quite sure what to do. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'll just go and balance the accounts for the for the companies and okay, well, I'll just check the email and see how so-and-so is getting on. Before you know it, I've I've been very, very busy all day, but not really moved anything forward. Because, you know, the thing about accounts is if you leave them alone for four weeks, half of the problems have disappeared uh, and and the rest all balances a lot easier. Time seems to help with, with tasks like that rather than, you know, I'm, I'm often trying to reconcile things too early. So, um, yeah, busy work is a, is a risk, I think. What is it? It was the Eisenhower, I think, who said that um, plans are useless, but planning is essential. Mm-hmm. I think you're right on that one. Ah, cool. I'm just uh, digging out my uh, my book. I've got so I'm I'm old school. There's nothing like sitting in a coffee shop. Remember those days, Stu? I've heard of them. Uh, and 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 working out my plan. I've got a was a Leuch term A4. So that's that's mm. that's a proper big boy sort of. You know, for someone that writes all the time in A5s, uh, this seems like a, well, a a meaty tome. A big canvas. Yeah. So my, my strategic planning, basically I go through sort of the, the, the questions that we talked about, what should I start doing? What should I keep doing? What should I stop doing? Mm -hmm. Those are sort of things that I really want to look at, try and get to those every sort of three months. Uh, And then yearly, what I want to do is. Uh, have a five-year vision. And you know, it's really funny, Stu, I'm looking, flicking back through some of these entries. Uh, 2018, I had a five-year vision of moving up to the area that we're in now. It's not weird. Okay, cool. So I made it a little bit earlier and then everything fell apart. But uh, yeah, weird, weird things. That was from 2018, strategic planning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I tried to... 
break down my sort of quarterly planning into, or I used to anyway, uh, 12 week goals. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big sort of fan of the 12 week year, 12 weeks have sort of a gap week where you can take the get the gas off mm-hmm. and just kind of recuperate a little bit and then hit it hard. I I'd love to have that week more often, but the reality is that, you know, most, most jobs just don't allow for that. Uh, you've got to be retired and living in Cyprus to get that sort of uh, luxury, right, Stu? No, we call that Friday or Monday. Mm. Uh, no. So, uh, that, as I say, has gone out the window for me. I just haven't done any of that. I'm just okay living right now from day to day mm. and week to week and short term to short term. You know, we, we don't necessarily have to always have a major overriding goal. You know, you, you need to plan because you need to make sure you're getting the essential stuff done. But you know what? Some of that essential stuff the other day was going down and having dinner with my wife. Mm. Lovely. Um, you know, th- those are the things that are the priorities in life, you know, or the priority for the day, I should say. Sure. You've, you've got to enjoy those moments while they're around. Absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, you know, the strategic planning, uh, as you just demonstrated, it, it's incredibly powerful. Intention is incredibly powerful, not because you consciously start working towards it, but because you subconsciously start working towards it. I think it's largely accepted now that your conscious is, is the smaller part. Your subconscious is much more powerful than we've got no real idea how it works. But by setting those intentions, uh, your subconscious gets to work and, and makes things happen. In terms of the day-to-day, that shorter-term living that, that we all do, you know, if we surely should have learned anything over the, the past few years, is one, you know, pandemics. Who knew? Well, actually... If you look at them in the longer term, they've always been around. They always will be around. It should have come as no surprise to us that one came around in our lifetime. That's what happens. Um, cancer diagnosis, you know, either personal or, or of a loved one. These things happen. Um, the economy, what's going to happen to the economy, where it sits in the cycle over the, the next few months. These things happen. Uh, and during those, those times, you... As you say, you just instinctively, you adjust and you go, okay, whatever those, you know, longer term exercises were, they're not relevant right now. What's relevant right now is getting through the day, is getting the right things done. And in taking the moment to realize that life is the moment, there is no past, there is no future. None of those things are guaranteed. So, uh, that is, I think, a very important part of planning is, okay, you know, where are we? Where is my world right now? And what do I need to be focusing on? Where does my time, my attention, my energy, where do these things need to be directed? And that may not fit the plan that you made at the end of the previous year or five years hence. Or, you know, it may not. But as long as you've got enough flexibility within your, your mindset, that's not a problem. You can just adjust to it, and uh, as as you did, as as I did, and as well, everybody listening had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite a quite a thing. I, I guess that leads me to my takeaway. Really, mm-hmm. um, you know, we focus very much on what we think the future should be, 
And I was thinking about the quote by Mike Tyson, and I think everybody's heard this one. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. And really, it's so true. You know, uh, have a plan, but be flexible because something will come and punch you in the face. I think everybody over the last couple of years with COVID and the changes in the economy and, well, life in general has learned that things are not as rigid as a plan may may want to be. So, you know, just have a plan, have an idea of what it is, reevaluate it because things change and don't be so stuck on it that you can't allow for change or you get stressed by it. How about you, Stu? Have you got any takeaways? I look, it's much the same in in a, in a sort of from a different angle. Uh, life is a simple endeavor made complicated by people. Um very much as you get older, you realize, I think, our priority you've misunderstood in the past. Certainly I did. Um, I was very driven by achievement, by money, um, to the extent that I think I missed out on lots of good things in life because I was too focused on uh, one particular part of it. Mm. Certainly health becomes more and more important the closer you get to to death, the more you realize that being healthy is kind of important. Um, and, you know, I think Justin and I would probably, from our old man seats, argue that it's the most important by a long, long way. Um, you can have uh, all the money you like in the bank, but if you can't get out of your chair, it's no good to you. So, um, yeah, life is a simple endeavor made complicated by people. It's our responsibility as smart people to enjoy ourselves, to, to look at this wonderful life that we have been gifted for whatever reason and enjoy it. And that doesn't mean necessarily making billions or uh, achieving some magnificent thing. It means taking a walk and looking at the trees and going, wow, isn't life good? Uh, taking a walk, carrying your dog and looking at the trees in my case. Well, there you go. I mean, would you have it any other way? No. Oh, I, no. We, we were out for dinner the other night and we saw this cute little... Well, it was, it was a puppy, but it was as big as it was going to get a found a five pound toy poodle. And I just looked at this owner and thought, my God, it's so tiny. Why can't I have a dog that's that light that I can carry around instead of the lump that I have? But anyway, <laughs> these things, you know, we, we just look at life and we, we have, we enjoy what we have, even though mine is a princess. All right, Sue. <laughs> Where can people find pictures of your puppies on the internet? Uh, well, uh, the best place for that would probably be my Instagram account, which is stuart.lennon.587. You can also find me on uh, Twitter at Stu Lennon, uh, or there's my website, stuartlennon.com, newly updated. Wow. Um, it, nothing has changed. It's all back-end stuff, really. Um or you can find me at Nero's Notes. Oh, see, now you made me look. <laughs> well, there you go. That was the point. Nero'sNotes.co.uk, where you can find some wonderful stationery, where you can write down these uh, deep thoughts about living in the present. What about you, Justin? Where can people find you? Well, right now you can find me on your website, looking at the change in font for your heading. Uh-huh. <laughs> I spent too much time there. What? 
do. Uh, you can find me justintwyford.com. Weirdly, I made some changes to my website the other day too. Got rid of some pages and I just streamlined it a little bit. Uh, that has links to my social media. I'm on Twitter at JJTwyford. I'm on Instagram at j.j.twyford. Um, if you want to see pictures of the princess, that is probably the best place to be. Uh, if you have any comments, uh, really appreciate our wonderful listeners. Uh, please email us, stationaryadjacent at gmail.com. We really enjoy reading and hopefully responding to all of your emails. Uh, please take a moment to like and review us on your podcast catcher choice. It really does help us grow. Uh, we really do appreciate your personal recommendations to your friends and colleagues as well. Our next topic is going to be on managing data. Keep going with the series, right, Stu? That's it. Let's keep going. All right. Until then, goodbye and stay productive. Yes, us.